and welcome to Beer in a Movie Podcast, a podcast where we combine two of the greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies, sometimes achieving outstanding pairings and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. It's the beginning of the program where we don't even know if that terrible taste of failure is on the way yet or not. I hope not. It's me, Joe Hilliard. I'm with Dave Gurney, Carlos Cooper. And uh, thank, thanks for being here. We hope you survived the holidays. Yeah, I did. We did. We're, all three of us came through. It seems like a, it, it felt like a mellower holiday yep. season this year to me, just n- not as out and about as I have been in the past. There were certainly. no holiday triggers. Kids' performances at school, <laughs> Christmas parties. Yeah. There's no triggers. Yeah. So right. Christmas snuck up on me anyway, but uh, it, was, it was chill. Yeah, and actually, you know, we were driving around, um, and I realized that I didn't see a lot of lights this year. I don't know if anyone else had that experience. I, I, I actually feel... heard some opposite commentary, though I didn't experience a lot of it because I didn't just do a lot of driving around at night. I never go out at night anymore. Yeah, right. Um, and I tried to encourage the kids. I was like, hey, let's go out and look at the lights. They didn't want to this year. They, they were not into the idea that they don't like Age going out at night. You've made them homebodies. The, yeah, the whole thing. They've got the all the thing. records in the world there. That's right. No reason why, to leave. Why would they leave? They have their dad's <laughs> music library. No. I don't intend on this being a segue, but I also drank some pretty fabulous beer. While you were driving? Uh, well, sometimes it happens. <laughs> I don't suggest that you do that, though. I'm a professional. Strike this Let's from... get some beer in the glass. Yeah. Uh, and while you open that up, Carlo, I mean, this is exciting. We have a fucking milestone right here. It is. This is a fun one. For those of you who have been listening to us since the beginning, or at least since the beginning of this particular calendar year, you know that we intended on our goal for 2020 was to hit all 50 states. Mm -hmm. We already had quite a few down. Um, I think we were in the 30s when we made this proclamation. I was about to say, I wish we had written down. I think it was low 30s, maybe. High 20s, low 30s, something like that. And we're like, okay, we're going to do it. So we were over halfway there. So that was a pretty decent, not that like we would have had a problem knocking off a lot of those states since we get. But a lot of the easy ones we had knocked off, right? The ones that. That's what I'm saying is like, even if we had started at the beginning of this year, we did Texas, we did California, we did a lot, you know, New York, a lot of these places. Um, and we did not reach that goal, sadly. Um, it was more difficult than we close, assumed. Came we close. came Coming pretty close. Coming close. And so this is going to get us 48. Nice. We had three left before today. Now we only have two. And I have to give a big shout out to John Yavuta uh, from Martinsville, West Virginia. Thank uh, you, man. He is a good friend of a good friend and uh, the correspondent for uh, the Mid-Atlantic Breaking News. He's the West Virginia correspondent for the Mid-Atlantic Breaking News. He's a writer. Oh, cool. Um, and journalist. Yeah, a journalist. And so he uh, helped us figure out a way. Um, won't say how. Uh-huh. Uh, won't say by the what The magic means, of... But through his sheer willpower, the was holiday able to season, yeah. get us a beer from West Virginia uh, to knock out the 48th state on our list. Um, I think he's also going to do a write-up about us uh, in some oh, publication cool. of some sort. I don't know. I so don't think it's that. But I'm so thirsty. Uh, I know. Sorry. Um, so this comes to us from uh, Bridge Brew Works. All right. And Coal River Coffee Company. Uh, oh, kind of I love the idea yeah. of the brewery having a coffee company in collaboration. This is this is bit, exciting. Yeah, a bit of a spoiler alert, but this is called the Coal River Bourbon Barrel Aged Coffee Stout. It was bottled uh, at the be- or midway in November 2020, so it's uh, pretty fresh. Pretty fresh. Um, and it is bum ba da dum. Ten point three percent. Good start ABV. tonight. Good start so, tonight. Yes, fellas. absolutely. Um, well, thank you. Who who are we thanking again? John Yavuta. John, you the man. Thank absolutely. You, and man. and we're also thanking Pete because uh, it's porn my, thick. My buddy Pete, um, who is also a listener of the show, uh, linked us up. Nice. Uh, I, I knew well, Pete was you, from Pete. there. You, if yeah. there was anyone who was going to be able to help us, it was him. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you. So, that leaves yeah. so uh, South Dakota and Wyoming. Wyoming, and I and I have a good friend uh, from Wyoming. He he may be an occasional listener to the show, 
and he was going to be going back there for the holidays, and I was hoping to be able to Connect. get him to bring, but he decided to to uh, cancel that mission. Oh boy! Yeah. Well, it's a fun mission. The idea that you can't. We are having so much difficulty for a couple of reasons because you do more research into this as the states begin to dwindle. There aren't very many breweries in the states. These yeah. states are uh, the lower population, yep. and therefore just fewer breweries. I don't know if that means that the scenes aren't as hot up there. I don't. Yeah, and and you know those breweries that are making it, the ones that are popping up these days tend to be smaller in scale. If you want to be sustainable, it's hard to mm-hmm. just scale up to a huge operation that you're able to be shipping all around the country mm-hmm. from. I don't know, but if success is growth, zero. you do have yeah. a goal of trying to get into one of these beer distribution, yeah. you know, little. Apps uh, and getting your stuff out to the wider population, but anyway, uh, yeah, two fifty forty eight down, two to go. We will get there. We'll get there. We'll yeah, and it, it, this is an easy uh, hangover goal. <laughs> and we've got we've got our feelers out. We do have 20, our feelers yeah, out. We'll yeah, work. we've got we've got some. And if you're listening, uh, that's, that's it. That's yes. where I was going, David. Right. If, if you have a friend of a friend that lives in either South Dakota or Wyoming, we would love to shake their. Or hand if you virtually. are that friend, come on, or if you are that friend. Um, but now that the glasses have been moistened, yeah. uh, there's only one thing left to do, and that is to get into what the film is going Our to be. Our movie, it's absolutely. Another, it's another two new release weekend, week, episode. Uh, yeah, so, so we're, we're doing another one of these weeks where we're taking on a couple 2020 movies. It's really, I like this. I, I kind of like this trend. <laughs> I, I hope we can keep this up for a little while, because we kind of have to. And both films that we mentioned as ones we were really looking forward to rounding out 2020 with seeing last week. Yes. So last week, the holiday special. If you haven't listened to it already, get off your butts. <laughs> y- yes, please. We, we we think you might get a kick out of it, and uh, <laughs> you can hear us acting. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And it will tee you up for for this conversation. Yes. Uh, because we're going to take on one of the films we talked about as a film from 2020 that we needed to make sure we saw, and that's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. This is a film directed by George C. Wolfe. Um, who is adapting a stage play done by August Wilson that dramatizes a day or so in a recording session with Ma Rainey, who was an incredibly um, successful for a moment in time blues singer, and her band as they're kind of getting to record the titular song of the film, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and it's really about the kind of internal strife within the band and then the surrounding music industry, how it all interacts. And it's really putting on display the mechanics of that early music industry and what it did with black artists and black talent in that time period and how and how certain black artists were able to maybe, for certain moments, gain some power in that system. Um, that's a synopsis. Yeah, and you probably should mention right off the front that uh, it's the last film performance that we'll see from... Important context. Chadwick Boseman, who uh, not only star-rocketed to fame with Black Panther, but since then and before then has released a bunch of great performances and a bunch of pretty great films. Yeah, I mean, Burst on the Scene with Jackie Robinson uh, in 42. Huge and notable performance. People really liked, even if they didn't love the film, they mostly praised his performance. Yeah, lots of biopics that guy Mm -hmm. did. Um, James it's true, Brown. Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. yeah. Um, the James Brown one I still haven't seen, I'd be interested to see that one. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't know that I have a ton to say about it, this movie, so I guess really? I'll like, okay. start and yeah. get it out of the way. There, it's so, uh, it's so clearly a play, like an adaptation. It's very stage bound. I, I don't disagree with you there at all. That, if I, this is the perfect place to start because for me watching this film it was apparent that they wanted to to respect and play, pay homage to this dramatic uh, you know performance this dramatic play that had been written and not really do much to interpret it for the screen per se yeah which you know this film from what I read was announced um, around the same time um, in 2013 there was a 10-picture deal with HBO. Um, with Denzel Washington. With Denzel Washington. Yep. And so this and Fences... Who's a producer an- on this. Yeah. 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 This and Fences were announced. Fences being a 2016 film, which was an adaptation of another August Wilson play. Well, I, I believe Fences. the deal is he's doing all, he's doing 10 plays. He's, I think so, yeah. Um, and Fences, similarly to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, is 
I mean, not just that it has Viola Davis in it as well, um, but is kind of chocked full of these great performances. Right, But right. is, other than that, a slightly kind of underwhelming movie because it is so stage-bound. And as far as the actual adapting of it into the film medium is... There's not a ton other than like some of the intro. I, I remember Fences having a more cinematic intro and then it's just a lot of, you know. One set. One yeah, set. Yeah. People or something you could easily monologues. do in a theater. Right. Right. Here, here you have basically two sets that yeah. they're using, which is the recording studio space and, and the then the space room. where the band is rehearsing yeah. to, before they record. It's uh, a little bit out on the street. A little bit on the street. Right. So it's not, yes. With there's the not, guy from Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> the cop right, playing another right. cop from Dark Knight. I think he was a cop playing another cop. Yeah, um, I don't know. So, so I'm not surprised that you start there. I mean, and, and it's mm-hmm. got to it's got to be said because where I would have started. It's apparent, and it's not even something I think they're trying to to hide. They're right. not trying to pretend that's not what they're doing here. I don't. I don't think. Um, so what happens is, I think this is a showcase for performance and. If you are in the mood to go there with the film, and there are certain films that are that way. I mean, I rem- there's, you know, um, the, uh, the Death of a Salesman. There, there's uh, the Dustin Hoffman version that that people like that has... Wait, it's Dustin Hoffman or is it... Yeah, I guess my point is I don't want to judge this movie based on it being a an attempt at capturing this play on film. You know what I mean? Like just a naked attempt. And I do want to be able to talk about the performances a bit because I think that those are pretty incredible. And the Which story one are you going to tell told? me is bad? Which performance None. of every single actor are you going to tell me is bad? Because they're, they're all great. I feel like I would good. be the one to do that, not David. Well, I'm just making a point here. I mean, and I, yeah. am not, this and is, I am not going to do that. Yeah, this is a performance piece. Yeah. Right. It's a place for everyone to showcase what they do well. Yes. And I didn't even know that was Viola Davis until after the film. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I knew mean, that we, she is heavily made up. I knew so. that we were yeah. looking at a real character mm-hmm. that I don't know enough about. Now I, I see. I want to seek out more information about that era of the blues. Yeah, it's it. See, that's what. I, okay, so I do love that this puts a microscope on this particular moment in mm-hmm. you know popular music history, the music industry. Mm-hmm. I find that fascinating. There have been a number of these films made over the years that the topic. I end up finding more interesting than I do the execution. Here, at least, I think the performances got to a point where I was invested enough in the struggles that were being portrayed that I was fully into it. Like, it's not to say that there isn't a way to visualize that in a more uh, cinematic way that could have been even better, but for what it is, I think... I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was incredibly well done. And as and as far as you know, this being a Chadwick Boseman film that marks the end of his career, sadly, it's it's hard for me to find fault with this performance being the one that sort of marks the end of his career. Like, could it have been in a greater film? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this performance on its own, nobody yeah. can say sure. anything sure. other than he nailed it. Sure. And I want to see the play. Yeah, I want to see the play well produced. Sure, yeah. because I believe I would have a more positive experience than I did with the movie. Well, mm. I think that's what this is. I'm distracted by the theatricality yeah. of the piece the entire time, and I went into the film blind. I didn't know anything about. It. I didn't even know about Denzel Washington's deal prior to this, or that this was a continuation of a deal that yeah. fences Carlos, as you aptly pointed out, has the same knock against it, in my opinion, because I believe that the segment of audience that can forgive the idea that some of the, the that the script which is beautiful and the the climax were uh, uh, are dang it I knew I was going to forget the names of the folks Chadwick Boseman's character Levy thank you stabs yeah. the uh, older gentleman yeah 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 is probably going to work real well on stage but it in wor- the movie, it it's a well contrivance. It's a, it's oh, a no, weirdo I, contrivance. I, no, I thought it worked well in the movie because I, I liked I didn't, it. No. It was. I didn't really. I didn't see that coming. That guy was too clear-headed about either. race to believe that this old man was the representation because of the comments that he made about the shoes on stage. That would probably work really, really well. But in the movie, it uh, like I said, I don't. I'm it worked. It worked for me. I, 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 I loved it. I thought it came like Carlos. Mm-mm. I was not expecting it to get that dark, 
Um, and I think it worked much more effectively as a commentary on what was going on and what's gone on in a lot of the entertainment industry in terms of, you know, the people who run the industry turning performers and the small people sure. on themselves, um, you know, c- convincing each other that they're the, the, you know, each other's villains and, and the people who... Well, they- there's two roads to success for the black entertainer according yeah. to the film. It's the Ma Rainey level of success... Or it's the which tw- is fleeting in itself. That's, or it's which the twenty-five dollar is- day player yeah. level of success. Right. And right. Levy wants more than the twenty-five dollars. He does absolutely. And he knows, I believe, and he's deserving of it. He's written he's music that will be sure. hits for others. We see that at that, the yeah, end, it's a, right? It's, it's a really nice little postlude yes. that would work well on stage. And it, I think it works well in the film. I just don't forgive it that much. Uh, I don't forgive. Huh. I, I believe that this experiment that Denzel Washington has every right to do and if these are successes for him then I'm wrong yeah. but I believe that this experiment I'm I'm going to have the same complaint about films to come unless they make decisions to say we're not making a play we're not doing David what you so well said earlier respecting the play by not changing it for the cinema yeah, yeah. this needs to be cinema and I have suggestions on how they could have done it for first of all darken the thing darken the rooms hmm I believe the, the director is at fault here for del- and Chadwick Boseman does well, some great theatrical yeah. work, but it, it, he does the best he can with the script that he was given, yeah. which is probably word for word the the the, the script of the play. I don't know that more for likely sure. than not. It, yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty closely adapted, and I think that if I remember correctly from when all of this I'm was coming in- off all angry, <laughs> oh, yeah, you did sound mad at the movie. Listen here. Uh, Whenever it, uh, Joe ain't even mad. He's just <laughs> he always, he's always slightly agitated. Whenever the fences, I mean, fences did well. Yeah, I mean, it sure got did, yeah. Oscar nominations sure. and yep. things. Well, and and uh, this film has already received some critical awards for ensemble cast and, and individual and cast. And I could definitely as it, as it see should. it getting some sure. acting nominations. Yeah, you, you got from the Los Angeles Film Critics Association, Chadwick Boseman winning, Viola Davis being runner-up, and then Best Supporting Actor was well, so uh, many. Glenn you know it. Uh, With these awards, I hate to be this way, right? But I mean, so many of them are used to mark an entertainer's career more so than the particular role. Right, you know, and I wouldn't, a, we won't even get into Selena's upcoming lifetime achievement. And I went before. into the film really trying to not give it Chadwick Boseman points. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to me, that's an encyclopedia. No, I understand. It's an encyclopedia entry, but I'm not going to give the film extra points just because it marks this occasion. Yeah. That's right. not what Chadwick Boseman went into the film trying to do. No, but it does. I mean, he's is freaking great in it. And yeah, if there was, I mean, it's a fantastic footnote to his. Well, career. and I just think I mean, so. The, but to bring it back, I think you get please. great performances and great dialogue, oh, like oof. good writing sure. on the part of August Wilson in terms of and the, the dialogue. supporting players being just as great actors and to those, deliver those smaller characters. There are some lengthy passages in mm-hmm. that where it's as sort of captivating as like David Mamet dialogue, or that you know, like the kind of stuff that. Uh, sucks you in in terms of like just displaying that kind of like both the uh you know beauty and ugliness of humanity you know simultaneously going back and forth and how they're all kind of intertwined i love that there the 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 relationships between the musicians, mm-hmm. those are huge. They, I love those sequences of them in the rehearsal space. I love the music itself. I love the recurring, you know, the one and a two and a you, you know, know what, what to, to do. do. I, I hated that. I, but it's so... No, it, in 1927, I see that being I, a real I thing. Just, yeah. I love that. Like, it captures, like, that was, like, the hipness of a moment just before it. Because that, that was the point. They were becoming a little bit antiquated. They weren't quite... Levy was trying to push him in this direction, mm-hmm. innovate the sound. He probably wouldn't count in with a one and a two and a you-know-what-to-do. Yeah. Ain't nobody want to hear that jug band music? That's right. I mean, that, so to me, I guess, I get the bonus of... I do like the drama of just these relationships, but I also love the backdrop that he chooses or, or the, the milieu that he chooses to set yeah. it in, the recording industry, this moment... A band that's this is a story that you could map onto now, right? You could easily have a story about a musician within a band that's trying to push the band in a right. different direction. Nobody's listening. Mm-hmm. The pressure of the label, uh, you know, A and R guy, right? Like, whatever, you right? Know? Pressure, but false pressure. The, the except for Levy, it, yeah, he can define Levy's career, but he can't control Ma, you know, Ma Rainey, right? Um, small point. Remember how we went on a weird detour about the uh, rel- how accurate the band life was portrayed in the uh, sound oh of yeah metal? sound of metal yeah as a trumpet player I always, it always bothers me when 
trumpet players in films try to cr- pretend like they're creating vibrato by moving their fingers on a, pr- a key that is either open <laughs> or closed. That is it. Open yeah. or closed are right. two functions. Right. There is Wiggling no vibrato. Your doesn't, yeah. You do that with your tongue and your lips. Wow. That's funny. Okay. Uh, do y'all want to fight me on that one for 20 no, minutes? I okay. it. No, I love it. Hey, that, I love that you picked that up. Um, but, but I can see that on the stage working really well. Yeah. Next time there's a good instance of a trumpet uh, player on screen doing it right, let, make sure you point it out so I After know. hours next week, top five trumpet performances <laughs> in film. It's coming. Uh if that's coming, then we need to watch Ethan Hawke's performance as Chet Baker in that oh, movie. Yeah. I have never seen it, but I've always wanted to. Anyway, Fairly recent. I watched though. it. Uh, yeah, a couple years ago. Um, I'm an Ethan Hawke fan. Uh, no, but to finish on kind of my response to Joe, is I do think that I think that we will always have a problem with these next eight that mm-hmm. they're going to do. When the deal was announced in 2015, Denzel said they were doing one a year for the next Sure. For many years, which obviously has not been the they case. They haven't made up. Yeah, made made that pace. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think that what he's intending to do is to um, cement August Wilson plays in like history. That here's here's yeah. here's fences. Right. You know, he wanted right. Tony for it. So if anybody was going to be in the movie of it, it's going to be him. You sure. Know? And. Here is this artifact of this brilliant writer that now people can go back to for generations. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, what it, It's like putting it in a museum. Almost, well, it's also using you know? the power, Denzel's Washington's sort of. power to, to, to shine a spotlight on an artist he probably admires very, very well, much. Well, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Like cement his but, reputation. But, be, but because the, I think. His place in the canon. A name I know now that I didn't know before because of this project. Yeah. And here's that question, Carlos. When the third one comes out, are you going to be a little bit eager to see it? It depends on what it is. What it is, yeah. I mean, you but know. we can guess it's going to be a powerhouse. Of, of, the bet of is actors. they're going to cast some great actors, yeah. and it's going to be performance heavy, and it's going to be about do you want to watch these performers? Yeah, exactly. Which uh, I would venture to say the answer to that is probably yes. Um, but yeah, but I but I think because of Denzel's admiration for the source material. That that the, our complaints with it will not be resolved. Sure, ever. Don't. Then it's uh, fine. It's that's fine. That's just what they're doing. Now yeah. that I know what it's supposed to be, I'll probably enjoy the next one even more. But going into this one blind, it took me into the first scene with the band interacting, where I looked over at the person I was watching the movie with and said, "This this had to be based on a play. This is a play." It's a yeah. play. And it's then for obvious. the rest of the film, she and I, my fiance, were. This is so theatrical. This yeah. is so theatrical, yeah. and I couldn't get out of my head about right. it. And, it. and it diminished the returns for the film. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear. Anyway, you. yeah, it, it, you know, I hope it, I'm in the minority. And if you enjoyed it, God love you. No, I mean, I, I, I did enjoy it, even though I do have the same. Complaints I enjoyed it too. Do. I watched it twice. Um, but it's huh? you know, it's like Bruce Willis says, it's a movie. It's got to move. <laughs> you know, sure, sure, sure. and. The, are you is, are you punking us? What, no, that what? is an actual Bruce Willis quote that he told Kevin Smith on the set of Cop Out. <laughs> I, I believe that, but why are you quoting him right Be- now? Because I because even though the I, movie moved or it didn't, I, even though I think that he is somewhat wrong because he is dealing in absolutes, and as we know, only the Sith deal in absolutes. <laughs> That's right. I do think that there is something to be taken from that, even if you are a Kevin Generally, Smith, yeah, where okay. you have a lot of talking and you know minimal locations, small mm. budgets, whatever. I mean, we see it in our next movie. That even though that movie might not need, maybe didn't need as many sets. Or Different projects. We'll, we'll, we'll talk but about that but movie. It, but in the it next moves. Segment. It moves. You know. And, oh, when and we so, get to the next movie, I've got comparisons with and, this movie too. And so if. You know, if you have a film where you're really, even though there are some different camera setups and some cutting, it's still very minimal. Mm-hmm. It's but you're just looking at people in a. It's a bottle episode of a TV show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which are notoriously hard to pull off. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I, you have a bottle film in this right, case. You know. Right. And but. Here, here's my biggest complaint, though, okay. is that with the title of the film, this movie's not really about Ma Rainey. It's or about, her Black Bottom. Or her Black Bottom. 
her actual black bottom or the song Ma Rainey's Black Bottom or her career or her what was it's going on. It's a convenient the, song. It's it's a nice way to like put it into it's a, a specific so, moment in history because but, they did record this song on a specific well, day. No, I'll play sure. a card. Well, it's it's a, go ahead. And and then so it's but it's it's really about Levy. Yeah. Yeah. Who is Louis Armstrong? Um, I don't know. Is that are they being that deliberate about? I mean, I know mapping that he it to a specific. Yeah, I, I don't horror. know. It could be. Yeah, that it's somebody who broke out on his own eventually. Uh, and- I think it's a convenient place in time that is ripe for social commentary. Yeah, which is we haven't even really talked about woven throughout the oh, film sure. in a beautiful, beautiful way. And mm. in the year of Black Lives Matter and shining a light, a, a, a sharper yeah. light. Mm-hmm. This is a film worth seeing for the dialogue contained yeah. within on that topic. I enjoyed that part of it very much. Right. I really want to see this play. He was probably, Louis Armstrong was probably already come and gone from yeah. her by that time. Yeah. He would have been like 26. Yeah. By that point. Well, there, but, there, but I think it's one of those, he's a composite character, most likely, sure. who just represents various. Although he only had a couple of releases up until that point. Well, there you go. <laughs> we're doing this on air okay yeah yeah yeah. Well, we're doing well, it as i'm fucking thinking about it i can edit this shit later <laughs> i didn't do this research in advance you know me yeah, we know <laughs> well but the, but the point is i don't know that it was mapped to any specific person it doesn't matter mostly i mean it matters a little bit it, it could i mean if they were really trying to throw somebody under the bus as a crazy maniac killer who you know i don't know but <laughs> I don't think that's what they were trying to do with this uh, interpretation. But I think it it was something right. in that genre. So we like the movie. I mean, I like the movie. It seems like Carlos kind of likes the movie. And Joe is supportive of people seeing the movie, though would not actually <laughs> recommend it from a standpoint no, of you're going to enjoy it's it. It's getting all yeah. the Oscar uh, talk. Sure. I mean, and, Joe and, said and he saw it twice. Well, I that saw it twice true. because of circumstances where two people wanted to see it, and I knew I was... I like to watch the films twice before the show if I It's can. nice. It's nice to see him multiple times. Um, I find that I find... I find that I form my stronger opinion on the second viewing. Sure. And there are some films that do not require a second view. Here's a film that requires a second viewing that I haven't had yet, Palm Springs. Mm, I'd no. like to see that again. Yeah, that'd but be that's a rabbit hole that I don't intend on taking us down. No, but and no guests are coming, so let's get to the beer because absolutely welcome to the. Thank podcast, you, West Virginia. West Virginia. Thank you, John. Now I want to watch. Thank you, Springs. Pete, for making this happen because I'm enjoying this. This is great. I love the coffee. You know, uh, you know what this Cold reminds River. me of. Tell me uh, those chocolate covered espresso beans. Ooh, that's a good, good, good touchstone there. I, I, I just love the coffee flavor that I'm getting and knowing that it's had got a strong. It's coffee bold, flavor. yeah. And I'm a coffee lover, so Same. for me, anything that puts coffee front and center, good coffee, which I would say this is good coffee. Man, you, you got me one over. Now, could it be a little bit more robust in body at this ABV? Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. but I don't mind. It's easy to throw back like this. My beer fridge has evolved into. Shelfies Darker beers, of, right? Oh fucking yeah, yes, dude. Oh, it's that time of year, dude. I can only no, it's not even that time of year. I, I I don't even want to enjoy an IPA right now. <gasps> I'm looking for dark, dark, dark. I might have even gone into our secret Bam stash. We'll have to talk about that after <laughs> after the show. Sure. I my beer fridge has evolved into shelfies, two or three of the styles that we all know. This would be one if it were available to me because it is dependable and and indicative of the style. Without tasting big, uh, like it's come from a big manufacturer, right? That actually, that being said, though, you know, I it could use a little more bourbon. Oh, from the barrel. Oh, you know, so when you when you nitpick like that, I can <laughs> no, no. I you're right. I'm not getting a ton of bourbon in there. It's definitely this is all about the coffee. Yeah, um, the coffee I, is the star. If I was somebody who picked this up and thought, oh, I'm getting bourbon barrel stout right now, I might come away feeling a little bit it, underwhelmed. It's a nice 10% beer. But I love it for what it is. Yeah. And 10.3, I, baby. Put yeah. some respect it's, on it. It's one of those cases where I feel like... Go to the tents. <laughs> right. I just like so much what this beer does. Yeah. It doesn't even matter... Agreed. ...what the total... Solid yeah. stout... And at the ten point three, thank you, is, yeah. is 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 puts it over the edge for me. This would be a, a good shelfie. It's not the most exceptional coffee style we've ever had on the show by any stretch of the imagination. 
No, probably okay. probably not, but a really good one. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. I don't I don't know if I can think of a coffee stout that we've had off the top of my head that uh, 100% is like drastically better than this one. Just because I think that it does handle the coffee flavor so well, which as we all know, doesn't always work out. Sometimes you get a coffee stout and as it warms up it starts tasting like green bell peppers and stuff. Yeah. Um yeah. that that coffee can really go wrong if you don't handle it correctly you're right you're right and this one does not get those off flavors yeah which obviously and you know this is uh, this is something that i guess we all have to kind of uh remember or think about sometimes as like critics of things like that's what we're doing here is we're critiquing different art forms and it's easy to point out when something goes terribly wrong but it's not always as easy to point out when that thing didn't go wrong because it was done well, well you know right it, i feel like it, there's like a disproportionate amount of like focus that at least for myself that i tend to put on oh this went really bad blah 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 yeah but if it didn't go bad and it's good maybe it's not great fantastic i'm doing backflips but it's like really really good i tend to not heap as much praise on the good execution as I would heap criticism on the bad. Right. So here is a case where perfectly executed, love the coffee. Yeah. I, I, and I support this evolution in your character. Thank you. I'm trying. <laughs> We're all growing. 2021, baby. Well, I support us evolving towards the second, the second segment of, of this sh- program. So let's take a little break. And when we come back, we'll have another beer and we'll talk another movie. All right. I could have done it. Yeah, but you you, you already said you were going to take a few weeks. Mm -hmm. I I had the opportunity. (laughs) So let's do things right. Let's get right back in with a beer. And we have a beer from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Good Foley. Modest Brewing Company. Uh, Modest? I think Modest, not Modest. Okay. Right? I don't know. I was curious. Although maybe they're playing with that. Um, This is their Shook Guava Milkshake IPA. Oh, yeah, because the I. Instead of an E. Yeah. Modest would be E-S-T, right? Yeah, normally, yes. Yeah. Like Modest Mouse, yeah. Yes. Um, modest Mouse. That's a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyhow, this is a milkshake IPA, 7.3%. Uh, it has uh, pink guava, milk sugar, vanilla beans, and citra hops. It is uh, what's listed for ingredients. I'm excited to try this one. I know they already got a can open over there. I'm going to open this one. Uh, how, how are Two you cans, guys? Carlos, go nuts. Aroma, what are you thinking? I haven't poured mine yet. I have a okay. little bit of that Coal River from the last uh, segment that I'm finishing okay. off because it must be savored. It must yes. be enjoyed, but I've got like one sip of it. The guava's not hitting me over the head. Okay. But you can definitely tell it's a milkshake from the uh, viscosity in the glass. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I'm getting that viscosity. like creamy, uh, mm-hmm. yogurty sort of thing that you get with lactose. Mm. Interesting. I'm looking forward to it. After what yeah. I just said about IPAs, uh, this seems like a fantastic and perfect detail. <laughs> no, for real. Yeah, right. I don't want right. to get out of practice, David. No. Ooh. Okay. Not at all. Not so at all. we were all super excited to talk about the next... Well, I say we all. It feels like in the last episode when we were talking about the films of 2020 that we hadn't covered yet, we we noted that this one was on a lot of those lists, those best of yeah. the year lists. Showing up. Lot, up yeah. near and the, it was already on our anticipated yeah. list coming into the year. Up in the yeah. top five, even with the top ten lists that I'm kind of noticing a... Um, an agreement that this is one that you need to see, and I was really eager to see it without really even knowing much about it, to be quite honest with you. But the film follows 17-year-old Autumn. She lives in Pennsylvania, correct? Yeah. And Rural uh, Pennsylvania. learns that oh she... God. I'm sorry, continue. Sorry. This isn't a funny story, Carl. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I read something that shook me to my core. Oh. About guava? Uh, um, she's a 17 year old uh, in Penn, rural, kind of I guess not rural but maybe a mid well it's it's uh, you know in the country it's sure. not uh, yeah she uh, small town learns small town. that she is is pregnant and begins to weigh her options and those options lead her to New York City with her cousin that they work together at the local A and P yeah and uh, for her to go get an abortion and she uh, it, it's three to four days in their life as they she, steal from the till at the store to yeah. fund their way to go take care of right. of, of Autumn, our, our, our protagonist. Yeah. That's all you really need to say as far as a synopsis is concerned, but yeah. the film is much more 
is 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 deeper. It's than character that, I feel. study. It's character study. It's a very interesting coral. Uh, uh, comparison to our first film, a very loud performance, loud, boisterous right. film. Well, th- so yes, the, the this Ma is... Rainey was all about dialogue, was about this dramatic situation, Correct. these characters, these kind of con- the conflicts they were having. This character, everyone, everyone with a lot of opinions and a lot of words to say. Right. This character's conflict is so much based in our social context, like that we have that we don't need. The dialogue to set that up. All we need to see is this girl having to make these decisions in the situation that she finds herself in, mm-hmm. and the drama of it is apparent. And and so, it, uh, uh, you also know, we should yeah. say, absent of adult influence, her and her also seventeen, eighteen year old cousin alone in New York City to do a very, if I, if you may, if I may, adult right. thing. Though we do get a peek into her family early in the film. There's, you know, the performance mm-hmm. at the school where the film starts out sure. and, the, and the parents are, um, you know, the, seeing this character in her environment, though not belaboring it. I, I think there is a really uh, amazing subtlety to this film in terms of, it really does, like Joe said, it's three or four days in this character and I guess her cousin, you know, so this, these two characters' lives, um, you don't get, you get some hints at backstory and there's some really clever ways that they do that. In fact, the title of the film ties back to probably the most profound device that they use in the film in terms of relaying character backstory to us uh, in a way that I think... I mean, it hit me hard, and it, and it yes, definitely, right. yeah. yeah. Describe the scene. So this is in the context of her being in the office of a health worker who is preparing uh, for her abortion procedure and asking her the list of questions that they are mandated to ask her, whether it be through clinic policy or what, whatever, you know, um, the process, whoever outlines that process. But it's these questions that have never, rarely, sometimes, always answers, right? So, like, do you feel coerced into having sex? Do you have blah, 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 you know, these things about her sex life and her private life mm-hmm. and her relationships. And, yeah, it's pretty, it's it's just pretty crushing. And she... But, but you were mentioning that it was a device about her past. Yes, and because it's, it's that the moment. peek into her past Correct. that you get. Yeah. yeah. Because there is no dialogue about, hey, remember my boyfriend, Bob? That's right. No, and you don't get fights. None you don't that. get a, You don't get the stepfather, right? That's a stepfather. Or I is believe he a boyfriend? So. boyfriend yeah. is a real uh, fucking who, piece of work. You don't get... But, I mean, yes, he's a piece of work, but he never, like... It never gets physical with her. Never gets. No, it's a that conversation we see, over that dinner. we see. I was going to say it seems likely that it has. Well, that's or will. it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But they never because they do this slice of Peak this is of these three or four days. Yeah. Sometimes or rarely. Right. 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 Um, it. It's but it's so it's, I think it's storytelling, but it's also really interested in just giving us this peek into what this mm-hmm. what a girl in this moment in her life with this surrounding environment with these options at her disposal would have available to her in terms of what she'd be able to accomplish and whether she's um i don't know i mean i thought this was it's deserving of all the praise that it's getting i think it's an incredible film um i mean obviously people who are um of certain I mean, and I doubt many of our listeners are, but people who are of certain persuasions when it comes to their ideas about reproductive uh, policy and rights um, may find this film tasteless because of that. Because it it shows a young woman making a decision on her own that, um, yes, it's going to alter her the course of her life, but it's very much about her reproductive rights. If you don't believe that she has reproductive rights in that sense... You can get fucked. Then you're well. Yes, you can. But also, you're not going to like this film. Right? Well, so it is. It not. is a polarizing film that way. That's not going to gain that kind of viewership. I would ask those critics. Mm-hmm. Tell me one factual thing in the film that's not represented correctly. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. and, you know, I, I'm. I'm. I have no problem with the idea of defending this film to anybody. There are three. Hot topics yeah. that really make Americans' bloods boil if mm-hmm. they want to get into a Christmas, if you will, conversation. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of people that allowed Trump to be president on se- the single issue of abortion. Yeah, that one was. There are people that going to allow it, and one sure. was against it. Gay rights, abortion rights, guns. Yeah. That, those. That's the three that leap to mind. I feel like we're getting past 
gay rights being that maybe we are but no it i i think it's but you're right joe in the in the in the past 20 years it has been it's those things we're getting sure those are those things yeah and if you think of those three things and i'm going back to birdcage and earlier we've tackled in cinema gay rights and and, and gay representation and gay characters and and, and, it's getting better and now we've got um can't buy me love no what's it called can't know my name i don't know my name the movie what? The one, a bunch of critical praise. Call, one. Me, call, call me, me by, by your name. name. Yeah. Well, it started with oh, Can't God, Buy Me Love, yeah. which was a very different film, Call by Me the By way. Your Name is a piece of crap. I'm not saying it's oh, a piece of crap. I'm just saying that it's a gay-themed film, Talented sure, Mr. Ripley. Sure. We could go on and on. Yeah. Philadelphia, we can go on and on. Uh, guns. There's no shortage of guns in film. <laughs> we can just move on directly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there aren't many successful gun control films. Abortion, abortion sure. is a is a topic that Americans in cinema do not really look at. It's yeah. And actually, if you're gonna, Ju- there's a handful. Juno, you know I mean? it's considered Juno, for yeah. a second. Yeah. Uh, I could, we could go, but this, I, I, I mean, we could potentially. I can't think of that many though. Yeah, there, there was a where it's like a where it's a I, real plot point. Mm-hmm. There, there was a great Juno one. Was a good one. That was I mean, a, a European import. I oh well, gosh, forget it. No, nope, David, no, don't, don't I, even I know continue. Ho- not Hollywood, but I'm just saying, like, there are a few of these films that have done this kind of deep look at somebody making this kind of decision. But you're right; they're not being made in the United States. No. So, and, so, uh, yeah. so if this is going to be a film that appears on a bunch of lists and maybe gets a lot of attention and maybe gets people watching it that don't normally watch art films or however you want to describe them, it's a perfect one. I'll tell you why. There. The point of view on the topic is, I believe, and, and, and maybe if you are on the opposite side, it doesn't even matter, opposite, whatever viewpoint you have about abortion, mm-hmm. you may be able to argue that I am incorrect. But I believe that it is presented very neutrally. These are characters doing a thing. Yeah. And if you look at it that way, well, I'm you just, can't. If you couldn't get past judging this character for what she's choosing oh, to do. Oh, no, that we're talking about it at all. That we're talking about it at all. Well, that that you would can't be a problem. Get past that. that would be a problem, right. but but they would probably at least be able to enjoy up to the scene where the woman is giving the heavy-handed, like you know, oh, sure. look at this video because sure, that is accurate. That, that is real, and that is what they want to have. That happen. is real. That, that is, is how, that is how I was raised. Yeah. I saw a film or that film or a film just like it in church, right? And that is oh th- god, that was that scene was. But, but, and I, I was curious about how this conversation Rough. would go because all that is as an accurate representation of a specific type of clinic that people go to because there's a billboard about you can come here. Yeah, and and we see it in we see it in Borat too as well yeah. when he goes to that clinic and to, they're like, well, to, you know, we're blah blah blah. blah. Sure, yeah. and they are and they are allowed to not have abortion as an option. That that is okay if if those places don't have abortion right. as an option. That is, is okay, allowed. but it is accurately presented on screen. Sure, in my opinion, and but but then the great twist that they lied to her about how far along she was yeah. because yeah. of abortion laws, right, etc. Right. If you tell me that that's not an accurate thing that occurs in this argument. Then, then present those facts, but otherwise we're and, just and seeing. Even if, and even if it is, isn't, would that have materially changed the film? Not too much. It would have no. maybe her stay in New York Correct. wouldn't have been extended by a day. But other than that, I mean, it's a small. That's a small point to contend with. Yeah, and I don't want to get hung up in the in the ethics of the argument, right? But I under, but I but I think it's important to say when a film like this does take on a topic like that that you have to acknowledge right out of the gate. A topic that, that we don't see often. It's great, and it's good, and hopefully this is an indication that we get more films that think about it in smart ways and, and can present it in smart ways. Maybe. Not Maybe that there's I a reason why films. we don't talk about it that often, because it's not a very delightful topic to talk about. And at the end of the day, while this film delivers bravura, I mean, the scene that you're referencing, yeah. where she's answering these questions, right. it's not about what she says it's about what she doesn't say. Mm. And, and the performance she's giving, because her reactions tell you right. everything she doesn't sure. say. And, 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 and for such a young yeah. performer. And the off screen performance that. of the of the clinician that's delivering mm-hmm. the questions. I mean, just her dialogue is just so that is a perfect piece of cinema. Show, don't tell. Yeah. Mm. Such an opposition to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, where they're showing, 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 showing. There's no mm. there's not No, they're telling, you mean. Thank you. There's yeah, n- yeah there's not a Correct. Yeah, they're telling everything. Fuck my whole thing up by saying <laughs> the wrong word. You really did. Right. They're telling, 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 and the showing is so overt that it comes out of nowhere and is is, is 
distracting. This is real. Yeah. I believe we're watching a documentary. I mean, the performances are so fantastic. Yeah, with the exception of the cinematography, sure. Like, I definitely. Oh, I'll think go into that. that. What do you mean? I mean this this film. I don't know what the is it going to get. It's this is a sub five million dollar budget. Yeah, and I, be- I believe that. One thing that I see a lot with young indie filmmakers, um, at least um, you know the ones that I've been exposed to in the few festivals i've gone to and like the local um scene here and of course not everybody like falls into this trap or whatever is that i think a lot of a lot of like beginner filmmakers or people that are making some of their earlier work want to show you everything that's the scene in the scene that's going on and want to show you a lot you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. to create this like you know kind of painting-esque world, yeah, sure. world you know this show, this one doesn't show you much it shows you no, the two very two tight heads. lots it's of close-ups shot, shot super super tight and it's because they are in this like crazy whirlwind of like a okay we're here in this foreign place and they're not taking in the big sites. They're not taking no, in all, right. all of the excess and the decadence and the opulence of New York City. They're they there for are so focused mm-hmm. on the, yeah. what is happening. And so we as the audience are then shown that. And so like hmm. everything gets really – everything yeah. is so much more personal. Like you yeah. could – there is a version of this film handled by a lesser filmmaker – that gives you a moment of a wide shot of all the sky rises sure. and these people that Them are overwhelmed so, that are from so a small in right. a big yeah. city. Sure. It's hard and to resist. It is hard to resist because New York is such an iconic it's, setting. Right. And, very, very. And, uh, and uh, Eliza Hitman does not fall into that trap. No. I mean, probably because she's from Flatbush and <laughs> feels like, okay, I get it. I've fucking seen all this stuff before. Yeah. I'm not as taken with this scenery as maybe mm-hmm. someone who's not from here is. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, I think the cinematography is amazing and I think that it looks fantastic the entire time and it gives you i mean just those having so many tight shots without a lot of relief from that yeah gives you a sense of tension and a sense of anxiety that you wouldn't get otherwise and if i may to give us a brief moment of levity from a pretty heavy subject matter and a pretty heavy film so the, we have some very young um, talent in this film, and I think we'll see a good number I of them go on oh, yeah. to be, um, you know, autumn deservedly close so. to household names. Mm-hmm. Or uh, so Theodore Theodore Pellerin, yeah, uh, who plays the like creepy guy on the bus that yeah. works in New York. Um, I thought he was really good in it. I mean, he was great. He's a very handsome man, and like just. Strange has, though, strange look. But th- that, but that's what I like about him is that he's a handsome guy, but not stereotypically, not like conventionally. He has in very fact, striking features, a very distinguished nose, which yeah. I like. Yeah. Uh, as somebody <laughs> with also a very hey, distinguished nose, I I think he's a handsome fella, but a very unique look. And I know him mostly from a series that was on one of the premium channels that had uh, Kirsten Dunst and like how to be a millionaire in Florida or something. Yes, it, yes. I, I heard so many great... It's and uh, he's, on becoming a god in Central Florida. There we go. Yeah. And he is even stranger, which is funny because I read that subtext into this and it made his character even creepier than he really probably was to most he's people. He's pretty on creepy. The, yeah, he is, but, he's, but I think he still comes off as like a typical teenage, well, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old Trust creep. fund kid. Yeah, not just like... but. In the the show, it's even okay. better. Yeah. Anyway, so so him I like quite good. Sydney Flanagan. You, well, hold you on, hold on. Well, I'm getting. I'm building up. To, build I'm building to up to something. Okay. I'm building well, up to something. Okay. All right. Talia Ryder, I thought was great as She's the great, cousin. Yeah. Um, an equally as kind of dark storyline. I mean, some of the things that she has to do in order to like she's going to be her, in West Side Story. So I know you're excited. You're hyping. That's her. what That's... I thought you were fucking trying to. You were trying <laughs> to bait me into something by making us watch this movie because of its stupid fucking West Side Story connection. <laughs> I, we're doing West Side Story. When on the I show. look, when I looked up the cast of this film, yeah. and I because the two leads are phenomenal. Yeah, and when I saw that Talia Ryder. Her next project is fucking West Side Story. I almost lost my goddamn mind. But you have a a low threshold of mind. (laughs) Sydney Spielberg does it. Sydney Flanagan, uh, the main character who the story is about, Autumn, uh, 
is fucking great in this movie. No. Um, on the Carlos scale, it gets fucking great. I, I thought <laughs> I thought that they were fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't know where this person comes from or how they ended up in. Well, I know how they ended up in this film, which I'm going to get to in a second. But there's, you know, with first time actors, uh, there's such you can see this mistake of trying to do too much or like trying sure. to be too expressive or trying to give too much of a performance. Like overacting is like a word that we use a lot. And, sure. Um, something that they totally avoid and not only avoid but also give a very subtle yeah there's no scenery chewing here this is a different kind of performance than what we were talking about with the ma rainey yes exactly and so it is worth noting i say they because flanagan identifies a non-binary woman if if that is confusing anybody um but in 2020 to know they made their acting debut portraying autumn in the film Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, directed by Eliza Hittman. This is coming from Wikipedia, and this is a fact that I absolutely cannot leave out. Flanagan met Hittman when they were 14, and their boyfriend was staying at a communal home shared by Juggalos. Wow. Okay. Is that the punchline? Yes! What do you mean is that the punchline? She met her through Juggalo. Juggalo. She was dating her. They were dating a Juggalo. It's a different version of the story of kids. I mean, (laughs) people meet each other and make great movies. was dating a Juggalo where they met Hitman and director Scott Cummings, who at the time were filming a documentary, Buffalo Juggalos. I always thought there was only one remaining discriminatory thing and that was baldness but now no, it's juggalonism as well but it but actually you know i got some love for a the bald juggalo is the most hated it's, person it's in hard, america it's hard to absolutely hate them because they are such a community uh there, there's some real positivity there there's group. a little bit there's a lot of misguidedness there's there's a lot of uh channeling certain energies People that want to be depraved together may be depraved together. I don't and care. That, hey, that's the jugs, the, See, that's the thing. Everything in America should be legal. I'm very libertarian about this. Okay. Legal, regulated, taxed. That's it. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. yeah, that's a rabbit hole. For the most part. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it, but anyhow, certainly abortion should be legal. Oh, I went and said it, oh, right? Man. I went and said it. Uh, I'm a, I, I go Clinton on this. Legal, but rarely used legal but i have nothing to do with deciding who uses it and when that's correct i don't that's not your own thing i don't have a body that can make it happen if i did i would get the power over myself to be able to make that decision that's the bottom line we're throwing down our 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 thoughts that's mine i I, I do what you want to do do what you want to. it has nothing to do with me there you go that's right it doesn't affect me so i once this thing is a life force that sustains itself on some level like outside your body then we can talk you're getting into trimesters all right (laughs) i'm just if we want to go down that rabbit hole we can't let's not now all of that all after hours all abortion not not at all i don't think i can handle it uh all that being said this movie is very very good i believe it is fucking devastating i mean so my sister-in-law Cassidy, who has who introduced us to Superior, yeah, House, absolutely, uh, great, OG, great friend of the show, OG friend of the show. Um, we watched the first forty-five minutes of this together. We watched all of Ma Rainey together, and we both kind of had the same kind of takeaway from that: is like, oh, this was definitely a play, uh, kind of <laughs> yeah. you know whatever. Uh, we watched about the first forty-five minutes of this together before she had to leave the house. Um, to go meet somebody uh, for lunch or whatever. Um, but she was like, how far into this are we? And I told her, I told her and I was, she was like, okay, now I know where, where to pick, I'll pick up. Because, it back up. Yeah. man, this is, I really want to see what, where yeah, this goes. Yeah, right. I couldn't and, imagine watching 45 minutes of this and then walking away and not I, knowing what happened. Yeah. 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 And just the whole thing, I mean, I really, uh, there's nothing about this that I would change. Except for maybe, maybe Joe. Yes, a Mac Miller song. Okay, a Daniel Lopatin score. Ah, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Hey, you know, I, speaking of score, pretty great song. There, there wasn't a huge amount in this, mm-hmm. but there were some nice touches. Uh, By 
friend of the show. <laughs> Julia Holter. Love, love. I wish Julia Holter was friend of the show. I She's wish. certainly in my heart a friend yes. of the show. I wish she was. Love her I, music. I love Julia Holter. I can't, and I did not know that she did the music for this. I can't wait to talk about the beer, but one more fact. Well, that, it, it, and oh, before we, we skip that, uh, uh, it's... Um, David, Sh- the floor is yours. Sharon Van Etten. Uh, yeah. is, who I'm not a huge I like her stuff I'm not as diehard a not fan a of right not a stan don't don't own her music but I probably should really pretty good as the mom and her little moments yeah and I know has had a couple other roles it'll be interesting to see if she pulls some other stuff I mean this feels like one of those films that I I have a strong sense I'll be looking back a decade from Correct. now and like yeah. those three performances mm-hmm. four performances wow Began they set here. up these huge careers Together, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, before we move to the beer, I just do want to say that in the after hours, I intend on talking about how this is the movie, like Beastie Boys movie was the movie that got me into Apple that made me pay for HBO Max. Mm. Oh, right. Interesting. Yeah. We'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. Yeah, that's a... If that's you're not a, on our after hours... That's Patreon, baby. You gotta pay for that kind of action. It's fantastic <laughs> action, too. It's cheap. <laughs> so... Guava. It's beer time, right? Milkshake, yeah, I feel. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, we all agree that this movie—it's phenomenal. Is fantastic it deserves all the accolades. I, I'm not. I will it's be not surprised. It's, I'm not calling it no? phenomenal. I'm okay. calling it worth seeing. De- no, I'm calling it should Ooh. see. But I, I didn't go phenomenal. Are you going uh, okay. phenomenal? I'm, yeah. I, I thought it was. I thought it was. You great. He said he wouldn't change one thing about it. Yeah. I'm for, saying phenomenal for, for what it is. What it's trying perfect. to do. More clowns. All right. <laughs> So, More juggalos in this movie. That would be I just fantastic. think it's. It, I, I think back More to what, I, I do want to underscore what Carlos said in terms of how it delivered the story, like the, visually, what it did cinema, in terms of cinematography. I think this is truly a film from a visionary filmmaker, Agreed. great storyteller, amazing cast. I can't think of a better film for 2020 for you to see to show you that cinema still has some real power sure. to tell amazing stories, even at tiny, small mm-hmm. scales. And I, I, I appreciated the dichotomy of the two types of movies we saw today. The comparison that I wanted to make was they deliver a lot of fantastic content on critical social issues. Mm-hmm. They both really do. And if you're going to make an abortion, a movie that features abortion as the central conflict yeah this is a good one because it isn't hitting you over the head with one point of view it's telling you a story within all of the points of right view. and i enjoyed that i enjoyed it for that and Great. and, and oh, I, should have, I should have ate some dinner y'all <laughs> you and me both baby uh so just to put the final punctuation on this because this is something I talk about a lot I feel or that I've mentioned at least a number of times on this show is that if you are making a film you should be making a film you shouldn't be doing something else that just happens to be in movie format you should take advantage of all of the things that define film as a medium yeah which this movie does and I think that's what makes it so good is that it it uses all of the visual mm-hmm. things that it has at its disposal in the film format in order to tell the story, in order to set a tone, to create a mood, to put the audience mm-hmm. in, per- in certain positions or perspectives or whatever, which, as again, like sometimes this is only uh, Hitman's third film. Yeah. It's easy to fall into traps of like trying to do things that maybe aren't s- serving your story. Because it's more commercial or more conventional or more, uh, and, you know, and whatever. Dem- and this one does all of the right things. With and the demonstrating camera. that that movies does not equal bombastic. Yeah, there are there's different types of stories that can be told in cinema than just those hitting you over the head. Yeah. Also, the cinematographer uh, Helen Lavar mm-hmm. um, has done some interesting stuff and uh to go back to uh, you mentioned kids Mm -hmm. in this in a segment she did the smell of us by larry clark in 2014 Mm. um but the the one the one that she did that is the most interesting to me because i talked about this episode or i talked this on about this film on a previous episode of things i of filmmakers i wanted us to hit which she did pina 3d by wim wenders from 2011 oh about the uh, contemporary dance choreographer Pina Bausch. Um, and Wim Wenders, to go back to our last episode of uh, Harold, Ghost of, or Guest of Movies Past, mm-hmm. Wim Wenders is definitely an oversight that we need to fill. Sure. Let's fill it. Sure. Right. We filled Beer. our glass with we the did. Shook 
Guava, Guava Milkshake, Milkshake IPA. IPA, Modiste Brewing Company. Milkshake IPA, it's one of our favorite things to drink on the show. We've had a lot We've of We've had them. several, yeah. What do y'all think? Where does this fall? That's, a, that's, could, a, that's an awkward silence. Could be the 10.3 from the last beer talking. I like this beer a lot. Oh, good. I found no guava in it. I've look. Here's the thing. We've which, had we've, which I don't care about, except that the fucking can art is a big, a juicy, sliced, opened piece okay. of guava. We have had a lot of guava beers on this podcast. <laughs> we kind of If you are, raise your hand if you've ever eaten a guava, just oh, yeah. a guava. Never yeah. have I ever. Wrong eaten crowd, just Carlos. A guava. Wrong crowd. Wrong crowd. So. No, I was. I've never know. eaten just the fruit. I've only had it as like a thing. God damn it! I wish Christmas thing. hadn't already happened. If we had done you, this a week before Christmas, you would have brought him some guava jelly. And, and, and no, you would have brought him guava. guava I would have brought him guava. He had a guava out of his ears. Yeah, they had yeah. to go to the doctor. <laughs> yes, that'd be troubling. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I I honestly couldn't necessarily. If someone you said, couldn't pick out a guava in a line. If someone said, "What does a guava taste like?" It I'd looks like, like this. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Be able to describe its taste to you. So all of that being said. I think it's good. It's a fruit-flavored milkshake it's, IPA. It tastes fruity in some yeah. degree, to some degree. Yeah, I mean, guava is not a... I, I don't find it to be like a an intense flavor. It's kind of a milder fruit flavor. It's a unique flavor. It's a known it's, flavor. I mean, it's kind of melony in, mm. in a way, but uh, like a good it's melody. subtle. And I, I don't know that I get a ton of it here. I Honestly, I feel like I get more of a grapefruit kind of vibe from it okay. as, as I'm drinking it. I'm with you. But, um, but I like it. I You're mean, right. It's, it's a nice, like... Uh, chewy milkshake IPA, um, yeah, maybe doesn't nail guava, but it's. I think it's tough to nail. Guava. I think in the absence of guava, nothing amazing comes forward in, in this film. It, in this beer, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Should eat this after too. hours is going to be. Good. <laughs> um, I'm underwhelmed by this, and I wish that I weren't because yeah. the can art is gorgeous. Yeah, it, it prepares you for an explosion of guava, and it's just not there. So in the absence of it, does put it, that fruit right. In on the, the front absence there. of it, what's filling the void? And it's it's, it's sorrow. It's this sense of <laughs> loss and just unimaginable. It's yeah. like you're reading my mind, David. It's like you're reading my mind. <laughs> okay, I, I'm projecting. I'm it's sorry. not horrible. It's not great. Yeah. it's a beer that we enjoyed on the show. Yeah. I did. Okay. I did enjoy it. I would. Yeah, I would definitely put it a tick above where you are, Joe. Just to say that I really did like the beer. I mean, this is one where I feel like if I went to modest right up in minneapolis and a friend got a flight and this this would be one of the beers that'd be like oh that's good i might get a pint of that later oh i'd you love to try I mean? it on tap yeah let's give it a second chance sure. you would go so, to modest they would have atmosphere playing in the tap room ooh. and you would just be like okay i'm in minneapolis let's go yeah there we and go. then atmosphere and prince just trading off songs on their playlist oh uh, what morris day gets no uh play Ooh, i'm huh? so sorry for the disrespect morris yeah day, come if you're on listening to this i know he loves me. beer in a movie if you're listening yeah. to this become a guest immediately what's your favorite movie we'll talk about it I oh promise. god uh, <laughs> all right well morris hey day. let's go down that rabbit hole okay. on the after hours but we, we should bring this episode to an end Carl- i think carlos a, a- D- david's in a hurry <laughs> 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 I see how drunk Joe is already. I, w- oh, I want to make yes. sure we oh, get we through this. Oh, we all see that. Yeah. Uh, God but- bless us. <laughs> um, but what another great uh, episode of Beer and a Movie. Our last episode of 2020. Yeah. Um, so thank you all who have been uh, who have been rocking with us all year long. Who have. Um, fought through maybe some subpar audio quality during our Thank remote you. episodes. I, I think that it sounded fine, but it didn't sound as good as it normally sounds. And it's so only well, going to start sounding better. And we certainly better. weren't the only podcast. It sounded That's true. COVID-y. That's true. And it's only going to sound better going forward. Um, but we need to know, have you had uh, any beers from West Virginia, specifically anything from Bridge Brew Works? Um, have you had anything from Modest? Have you seen these two films? I know a lot of our listeners uh, have seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom because a lot of people have Netflix and everyone wants to see Chadwick Boseman's last performance. But if you haven't, you need to see Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. Even just cash in on HBO Max trial if you have to. Whatever you got to do to see it. Um, But once you have seen all these things and you have drank some of these beers... um, let us know how you felt about them. You can find us on all of your favorite social media channels, Twitter at Beer Movie Show, Instagram at Beer and a Movie, Facebook.com slash Beer and Movie TX. We're still working on the Beer and Movie Podcast.com website. So uh, 
expect that to come in full force in 2021. And you already know what it is. We're going to get into all sorts of stuff in our After Hours bonus episode that happens every single week. Patreon.com slash Beer and a Movie Podcast. $5 a month gets you a bonus episode every single week. Uh, You can, you know, donate less per month if you'd like, but you're not going to get that bonus content. Or you can donate more if you really got it like that and you just want to feel like you did something great. Um, So don't sleep on the Patreon because there's good shit on the Patreon. You have some fun. You you hear us getting silly. There's some Patreon out there. There's some bullshit. There's some bullshit on the Patreon sometimes. No, Uh, no, 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 no. Patreon can deliver some bullshit. Oh, it can. We're going to give you some, like, extra content. No. It's like a third show. It's like a a whole thing. I mean, we have... Third segment. There have been... Don't correct me. No, I'm just saying, like, what? Because they're like, do they do two shows? And then there's a third... Yeah. (laughs) No, there have been almost hour-long bonus episodes. Oh, it's happened. So, I mean, as far as bang for your buck... It's yeah, where so Joe you, proposed to Carlos. <laughs> we David found ben, out that Maria had the love child of uh, Joe like 30 Is our years Patreon ago. Is soap with opera? With, yeah, it's a telenovela. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But no, it's it's uh, it's a lot of bang for your buck if you really love listening to us talk that much. I know I love listening to me talk. We that meander much. a bit. <laughs> if they got we, this far, yeah, and they're not you, paying for Patreon. And I know a yes, lot of I you agree sit here it's only like, getting better. If these guys think such great things about film uh-huh. and beer, uh-huh. what do they think about TV? What do they think about car repair? What do they think about cuisine? Are we it's, doing a car repair segment oh, sure, tonight? Yeah, we could, okay. yeah, we could. All right, um, hey, somebody's got to take this over. Really, for this is really quick and All right, my back windshield got. Subscribe with a BB gun. <laughs> okay, cut this off. Subscribe okay. to the Patreon. We will see you in 2021. Hopefully, it's better than 2020 was. Until next time. Good times is what makes life worth living. Mm-hmm.